Welcome to the Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Podcast. This is the place to be to hear all the latest news and information about the world's finest outdoor ministry network. And now, as always, here's your host, the Executive Director of Lutheran Outdoor Ministries, Mr. Don Johnson. Hey, everybody. It's great to uh, be with everybody once again. Thank you for joining us in this podcast. They're getting quite numerous these days, and we're really happy about that. I'm really happy that today we have with us a really great guy whose name is Daniel Kirschbaum, and Daniel serves as the Director of Retreat Ministries at Rainbow Trail Lutheran Camp in Colorado. And uh, Daniel is also serving with LOM in the capacity of chairperson of the auction committee for this year. That's right. Auction committee. You thought we weren't going to have the auction because of COVID, because the conference has been canceled. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have an auction this year. It's going to be virtual. We're going to learn a lot about that today. But Daniel Kirschbaum, welcome to the LOM podcast, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for all you're doing with LOM. Thank you for your ministry at Rainbow Trail, and uh, we're so glad to have you with us. So, Daniel, I'm going to start this off by uh, asking you, what is, how is it that your life journey so far has brought you to serve as the Director of Retreat Ministries at the exciting, wonderful ministry we know as Rainbow Trail, just as exciting and wonderful as all of the outdoor ministries throughout LOM. So, Daniel, how did you get to where you are now? Well, thanks for asking, Donna. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me this morning. I'm excited uh, about the auction and uh, excited to just be chatting with you this morning. I got to Rainbow Trail. Uh, well, I, I'll start at the beginning, which is actually I started at Sugar Creek Bible Camp as a camper doing a half week of camp as a lot of uh, first weeks of camp start for some of our younger people um, and was a camper there through most of grade school and high school and then worked as a counselor there for four summers. At the end of my undergrad, actually I had started applying for uh, grad programs for student affairs and higher education, wanted to work in a, a residence life office or as an academic advisor at a at a college or university. And then was listening to a podcast actually uh, called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, which is two Harvard Divinity students diving into Harry Potter as if it were a sacred text. It's pretty great. And uh, thought, I actually think I should go to seminary instead of going to student affairs and higher ed grad school. So I started looking at seminary, diving in, talking to uh, our wonderful admissions people at seminary, our ELCA seminaries. And then I chaperoned a youth weekend and thought to myself, I am not ready to read more books. I am definitely ready to play some uh, get to know you games, do some team building. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to camp. and applied for the program assistant position at Rainbow Trail. Uh, and so started there that next fall as kind of the intern uh, program assistant type role uh, that we have at Rainbow Trail. 
and was there for the next nine months and decided outdoor ministry full-time was what I wanted to do, at least for my next most, most faithful step, if not forever. And yeah, then I ended the my time there in May of 2018 and worked the next summer at Lutherdale Bible Camp as their weekend coordinator. And I nannied in the middle of the week. So I, I spent one of my first summers in Madison. My first summer is not at a camp full-time. I was only at Lutherdale on the weekends. And then I was a substitute teacher and gymnastics coach for about five or six months and uh, then started at Rainbow Trail in March of 2019 as the director of retreat ministries when they had a position open up. So you were going back to Rainbow Trail. Uh, in your current position, you were going. You had been to Rainbow at Rainbow Trail on their staff, uh, and then went to Luthdale, and then back to Rainbow Trail. But why? How Rainbow? How is it that you found Rainbow Trail, or they found you uh, to begin with? Sure. When uh, you know, yeah, to begin with, I, I would, I would uh, assume that you must have grown up uh, in southwestern Wisconsin. Uh, being a camper at at Sugar Creek and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, this is podcast isn't only for the auction, but it turns out is also to just boost the amazing webmaster work of LOM. Uh, I went to the LOM website, went to the job section and looked at the internship or the, the off season year job opportunities for, for folks who weren't quite ready for full-time outdoor ministry work. And amongst Many others, Rainbow Trail was listed and Colorado sounded cool. And then I actually brought it up to Amanda Clark at a youth encounter uh, event. Actually, at the time, they had changed to to Quakes or, and a youth encounter had dissolved at that point. But uh, Amanda Clark, CJ Clark's partner was there and I brought it up to her and she said, well... Rainbow Trail. I don't know. They, there's probably a lot of pl- people applying for that, so just don't get don't get your hopes up. And then I immediately—that's where I wanted to work because I then thought, well, I'll show her. It turns out that year, not that many people applied. Don't tell anyone else. But uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, then. It, yeah, then it was more my stubbornness that brought me there than anything else. After that, so so what brought you back up to Wisconsin to Luthadale? Were you just looking to get closer to home, or so the program assistant position just naturally ends in May? Um, I could have, uh, I could have applied and hopefully been hired to work on summer staff at Rainbow Trail that summer. Um, but I had done four summers on summer staff and uh, had just been, gotten engaged during my program assistant year and was long-term with my fiance, who's now my husband, Johnny or Jonathan. So wanted to be closer to him and spend some time just relaxing a little bit. Not that it was just relaxing, but I was only at Lutherdale on the weekends. So my midweeks were a little more relaxing and uh, spent some time with him uh, together before. So we also wedding planning. I mean, that, that was a piece of it too, was not being distanced a whole nother summer while we were trying to plan a wedding. So, so is Jonathan a camp guy? He actually grew up going to, I think mostly family camp. I think he only did a few weeks of, of youth camp at 
Camp Forest Springs, which is, uh, I don't know if it's e-free or non-denominational camp in Wisconsin. He is of the firm belief that all camps should have lakes. So we don't super qualify here at Rainbow Trail, but Lutherdale qualified for him at least for that one summer. So uh, that's just where he grew up. And the, yeah, but he he does a great job in the dish pit He at Rainbow Trail. Every time he's up here, he uh, grabs the grabs the sprayer and goes to work on on. KP and, and helps out with dishes. He does all right. Awesome. Yeah. I have to ask that question in so many times because when a spouse, uh, a camp work is so all consuming. Yes. A spouse who doesn't get it is, uh, it, it makes it more difficult, I think, than when your Definitely. spouse does get it. So, that's, but he'd be very happy in uh, New England because in New England, a camp does have to have a lake or a body of water of some sort. So, uh, good. Okay. Another all-consuming kind of thing is to head up the team of people that takes care of the LOM auction, which is such an incredibly fun thing. It's become such an important part of the life of LOM in so many ways more than what the obvious would be, the fundraising aspect of it. But what an incredible commitment of time and energy and resources on your part to put into that. So um, why are you doing that? It's a great question. Well, I think there's probably uh, a, a couple of reasons that that come together that made that decision. I'll I'll be blunt and honest in the first, which is that networking and uh, finding spaces to to be involved and to flex some of my uh, gifts that don't get used directly in my camp role uh, is always interesting to me. I have an undergrad in community and nonprofit leadership. And so event planning and fundraising and those pieces are, are things I really enjoy. And in my current role, I use sometimes, but I don't know if you know, Dave Jarvis is uh, pretty incredible. So he takes the heavy lifting on most of those things. And so I was excited about that. The second reason, I think probably pretty far up there is that I really love partnering work. I love when organizations work together. And so LOM as a concept is is exciting and fascinating to me as a network of, of outdoor ministries. Um, I have become, I don't know if it's fondly on their end, but I just receive it fondly, known as the committee guy on our staff at Rainbow Trail because I am always volunteering when they need someone from Rainbow Trail on the Synod Committee or a faith formation meeting. Uh, I love partnering with folks and seeing how the pieces of what we do might fit together. And so I uh, was interested in being involved in some capacity at LOM and familiarity. So with Dave being the chair of the auction committee for the last couple of years, I had uh, just more of an idea of what that would look like. And so had a, a deep, well, or what I thought that would look like. I thought I had a decent understanding of the time and energy that would be put in. Um, wasn't quite expecting a pandemic to to be a part of, of that year, but that's all right. And I like doing new things. So it actually works out that there was a pandemic and creating new things and dreaming about how we might uh, do things we've always done in a new way is uh, a piece of who I am in my strategic dreaming side of myself that uh, I started to discern in my undergrad and a piece that I really love flexing and using now. So, 
Yeah. Well, I sure am glad that you feel good about this and that you made yourself available to do this. And when at the end of the auction on LOM day at the great gathering, when you came up to me and said, Hey, if you ever need somebody to uh, head up the committee or be involved in this, I sure would be uh, interested in continuing on with it. So, uh, I was uh, very grateful for that offer, and it didn't take me long to take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. But, uh, but typically, I mean, last year was a little different for the auction, too, because we were all taking part in the Great Gathering with five other denominations. But we did have the LOM Day. It took place at Luther Ridge in North Carolina. And it was a 100th anniversary banquet, and the auction was, again, a hoot. Typically speaking, um, we have our annual conference, and then on um, on Wednesday evening, the uh, next to the last evening of the conference, we have the auction, and it's live, and everybody has a great time, and everybody socializes and laughs with each other, and we're all in the same room, and 150 people with a common cause. It just is such a good feeling all the way around. And so it's going to be different this year. And I was so relieved when I came to you after the conference was uh, canceled. And uh, I said, Daniel, um, what do you think? Do you think we can do something virtually? And, And you said, yeah, the committee has been talking about that, and we were hoping. <laughs> so it was sort of uh, everybody on the same wavelength. But would you talk a little bit about how you see things working this year when everything is going to be virtual? Yeah, absolutely. So we are going to use a platform that essentially allows folks to to be seeing what the auction looks like for for a decent amount of time in advance, we're going to kind of lean into our silent auction, something we haven't done a ton before. So, but there'll be lots of time, like a week, a week window where folks can be bidding in a silent auction, but it's going to look essentially like an online shopping site is, is what it'll look like. But it's through a, a company called uh, one cause and they have a mobile bidding portion of, of what they do. And so folks can sign up to be someone who's participating in the auction. They can see all of the the items. You can set a maximum bid so it can just keep auto bidding up for you and it'll text you when it's bid. But I think that all sounds fine and logistically works and I think will be smooth. Um, But I think uh, what we learned last year, especially at the auction is that it really is a cornerstone of our community building time. Uh, and so that is not to be left out of this year's auction, um, right? That in the midst of being with all of our other camps at the great gathering and all of our other denominations, uh, it was the time that we got to be together. And it was the time that we got to, to spend time together as one LOM community. So this year at the near the end, pretty close to the end of the the silent auction time. So the silent auction will start on a Friday and end on a Saturday. That Saturday evening, we're going to spend time together in a, in a kind of a live stream community space and have some hopefully fun ways. Hopefully you think they're fun ways of, of being together and sharing time together. 
So let's get the uh, actual date, Friday, November 6th. Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, that will go until uh, Saturday, November 14th. That's correct. And And then the live auction will take place on Zoom. Will it take place on Zoom? So right now, the plan is for that live auction to take place on on a YouTube live stream platform. So our our auctioneers will will be in one screen and we'll be be putting up uh, images of of questions or of items as we, we probably will do five or so live auction items that will will auction off, um, but also spend time doing some community building in that um, in that time together, and that'll be at eight p.m. Central, I believe, on the on the fourteenth. That's what I uh, understand it to be. Yeah, nine o'clock Eastern, eight Central, seven Mountain, and six Pacific. Yeah, yep. on the fourteenth. Yep, and so we won't be on a Zoom platform. We will encourage folks to be in groups together via Zoom. And there'll be some incentives, uh, some some winnings incentives to to be in in groups together via Zoom with folks that you would normally see at that at that auction time together. Oh, wow! So that that leads me to a, another question that I think is important for us to know about throughout LOM um, that. Um, you can have fun just being at the auction and being with some of your friends or meeting some new friends and being in a group that kind of enjoys it together. And what that makes possible too is some some of the big ticket items, like some of the big trips or whatever the big ticket items might happen to be. There could be seven or eight or 10 or 12 people chipping in a little bit each to make for a significant bid that would win that. And then it might be 10 or 12 people share going on a trip together uh, to one of the most beautiful places in the world, to one of our camps or retreat centers and that type of thing. That will work really good. And that will be one of the traditions that I think will be uh, really excellent. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Do you have to be a wealthy person to participate in the LOM auction? You definitely don't have to be a wealthy person. Uh, you you can be a wealthy person, but you don't have to be. And in fact, uh, you could not bid on anything the entire time and still win something or still receive something from the LOM auction. So uh, throughout our auction, both the silent auction and our live auction, we're going to have different ways to win incentives towards a drawing that the winner will receive uh, what we're calling the pick of the litter. And uh, so from our five uh, live auction items, we're going to investigate having a second one available for each of those. And so the person who wins that drawing will choose one of those five items of their choice that they get to have if they win that drawing. So it's a pretty big deal to win that drawing. And you'll be able to receive entries into that drawing by participating in our live time together with the most people on Zoom or with the weirdest outfits on Zoom. And um, we might have some trivia questions or other ways throughout that live time together to engage and to win entries into that drawing. So you could show up uh, and and not bid on anything and still go home with something. 
Um, but the, I, I'm confident that there are so many items in that silent auction time together that uh, even as a non-wealthy person, uh, there'll be space to engage as well. Are you know that one of the things is going to be the pick of the litter thing, but do you know any of the other five major items, the five items that will be on the live auction at this point? So I don't have the the sole authority to choose which of those five are, but um, there has been a, a lot of talk. Um, granted, getting a second one of these may prove more difficult, but uh, I, I'm wondering, Don, if, if you have any insight into if that's possible. But I've heard that there's this incredible quilt being created that features some some T-shirts from from all if or most of our our LOM sites. I don't know if you know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, a one thing we're, we're really excited about here at 665 Eaton Road in Freedom, New Hampshire. <laughs> Where all our uh, all of our outdoor ministries can send us a T-shirt or some piece of cloth that has a logo that can be cut into like a five by five inch square, and then uh, Janet, my wife Janet, is going to assemble all of them from all of the um, outdoor ministry sites in LOM into this beautiful big. Well, and uh, that's going to be auctioned off. It's going to be great. It'll have right in the middle of the quilt will be the LOM logo. And then all the camps and retreat centers that are part of LOM will have the logo built into the quilt. So uh, we just announced it in the newsletter that went out a week ago. Uh, but we've already had one of them come in. Bear Creek Camp has sent in their T-shirt. And we're saying... Um, we uh, we need you at the auction. We need you involved in the auction. And now we want you to lose your shirt. <laughs> and so there we go. But yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. And whether that goes in the silent auction or the live auction, because that's one of the things the committee decides on. And that's one of the nice things to being on the committee. Who are some of the committee work working with you, uh, Daniel? Yeah. So uh, a lot of you will remember uh, Jake and Paul Hansen from our South Dakota ministries as our auctioneers. They will be returning this year with us, some familiar Woo! faces on a new platform. Uh, in addition, we have uh, Lindsay. I'm going to say the last name wrong. Lindsay Scheid. Yeah. Lindsay Scheid. Yeah. Sorry, Lindsay, awesome. when you listen. Right. Lindsay Scheid is with us and uh, has the organizational uh, skills to be the white house chief of staff. I'm pretty sure. So uh, we are extremely thankful for her. We have some other folks from rainbow trail. Dave Jarvis is with us for at least another year, uh, helping me transition into this chair role and especially uh, doing switching platforms from our auction completely. Wow. You actually get to, to uh, preside over meetings that Dave Jarvis is at. It is, uh, yeah, it's certainly different than my day to day. <laughs> That's awesome. David Box from Lutherdale uh, is with us. I promise I, there, I'm not only asking people to be on this committee that uh, I've worked with before. He asked me, so uh, I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Amanda Rasner is our board liaison from Fortune Lake. We have Angie Pyle from Sequinota. We and Noah McCoy, who many of you know as being our technology wizard, 
uh, is going to help us out as there are, we are solely operating within the realm of technology. And uh, he has uh, a lot of expertise to bring with him. I, uh, Daniel, from all your professional colleagues throughout the network of LOM, um, what, what do you, you, you have the committee working with you, but what does your committee need? in terms of uh, all of us throughout the network in order to make this a successful event? What do you need from us? Well, if you're anything like Rainbow Trail as an outdoor ministry site, uh, this year has been a challenging one, to say the least, uh, both programmatically and financially and, and deciding how to navigate COVID and do ministry in a safe way. And so uh, while the idea of an auction uh, might seem like something you don't have time for, uh, what I would love from you all is to pick up the phone. <laughs> so uh, we'll, be, we'll be calling and reaching out and, and emailing. Um, we're looking for, for items where, to be as a part of the auction. We're not necessarily looking for things that cost you a lot of money to donate at Rainbow Trail for us to host some folks to go skiing um, doesn't cost us anything. And so that's something we can give that doesn't take away from our capacity to do ministry. But we also are, are really starting to think about how folks uh, potentially could donate a week of registration if you, have, if you have summer camp to the auction. And that might encourage some of uh, your constituents or your people or your camper families to check out that silent auction. So the silent auction time period is going to be uh, pretty widely open. It won't be open to just us as, as LOM people and staff, but that live time together will be a little bit more closed and time for us to celebrate in community together. Be aware uh, that people are calling, answer the phone, and uh, tell your people about it if you're going to donate one of your weeks of registration so they can go check out the, the silent auction and, and get a week of registration at your camp and maybe check out uh, a cribbage board or a mug if they have any idea, but that's as exciting as we find it. All right. Providing uh, donations of auction items, uh, that's an important thing. And getting everybody, getting other people, other colleagues, you know, friends you know throughout LOM, but also uh, anybody that might be uh, a friend of outdoor ministry and want to support outdoor ministry and support LOM. Wow. Absolutely. I I want to add too, Don, that uh, you don't have to wait for uh, us to call you to pick up the phone. You could pick up the phone and call us if you really'd like to. Uh, you can get a hold of me at daniel at rainbowtrail.org if you think, wow, I have an item that no one's ever asked me to give, but I know it would be awesome. Don't hesitate to to bypass us asking you. Feel free to feel free to shoot an email towards us. So, Daniel, I I mentioned. Um... Well, what do you need from all your colleagues throughout the network for this to be successful? How will we know that the auction has been successful? Absolutely. Well, I think uh, especially this year with the platform looking as different as it's going to be, we're not in person together. I think more important than ever, our, our community building time is important. And so uh, more than anything, to know that we've had a successful auction this year, we'd love to see engagement uh, from all, if not really close to all of our camps and retreat centers, all of our LOM sites. And engagement can look like uh, donating an item. It can look like sharing on your social media that the silent auction is live and inviting people to participate in it. It can look like participating in the silent auction. It can look like participating in that live auction time and being in a large Zoom room and a bunch of goofy outfits 
with colleagues. But uh, we're going to know that we were successful uh, when at the end we've had all that engagement and we felt like as an LOM community created a sense of belonging, that we're all a part of a bigger ministry doing the gospel that's carried out by outdoor ministry uh, as a whole. So uh, we want to feel successful together, not as individuals, um, because that's what LOM is about. Right, Don? You bet. Thank you. I say amen to all of that, Daniel. Amen. We're getting to about the time when we're going to wrap this up and sign off on the podcast. This has been a great experience for me, Daniel, and I thank you for taking the time to do it. Thank you for all that you are doing to make for a successful auction. And look it, you said they can call you and the phone is ringing already. How about that? They're <laughs> on it. Hey, um, Daniel, before we do sign off, is there anything else? Uh, do you have any parting thoughts before we uh, sign this off? Uh, my main thought is to look out on LOM's Facebook page and through our e-blasts uh, for an update on how you might access uh, the auction, get a preview of what the items look like, and start sharing that with your networks. Fantastic. Thank you for your ministry and We'll look forward to being in touch and we'll look forward to our great auction this year for LRM. Thanks for having me, Don. Okay, take care. Thanks for listening to the only official Lutheran Outdoor Ministry podcast in the entire world. Until next time, check out the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries website or our Facebook page. So long for now from the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries World Headquarters. On behalf of Don Johnson, have a wonderful day.